Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And that is launched out to deep left field. Big fly for Mike Trout. This is ground ball to second base. Red Heeple falls down, picks it up, fires the first. The Angels have no hit. The Seattle Mariners. It's gone! Big fly for Anthony Rendon. Hey guys, I'm Alex Curry. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. This is Brandon Marsh. This is Chris Rodriguez. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. And welcome to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am Dan Garcia. And of course, um, I am writing solo today. And I want to apologize first off for uh, the little bit of delay in putting this episode out. Obviously, 4th of July, fun on a Sunday meet up with some family, go see fireworks, that whole thing, got back late. Uh, honestly, did not have the energy to, to put a podcast out Sunday night, late Sunday night. So we are here Monday is turning into a little bit of a preview um, podcast, if you will. But we're also obviously going to talk about the huge sweep with the Angels over this last weekend against the Baltimore Orioles. So let's get to it. Friday, the Angels are back home after a really rain-soaked series in New York, um, able to get out of there a little bit early with the rain uh, rain delay or the rain cancellation, I should say, on Thursday. That game, like I mentioned before, will be made up in August. But they're back home against, against another AL East opponent. At this time, it was the Baltimore Orioles. Um, part of that delay in, in the New York series meant that Canning got pushed back uh, to Friday to pitch in Anaheim. Um, and I don't know if it was it was him being pushed back or if it was just something that he needs to work on or, or what the case, but would get to him fairly early, um, especially in the first two innings where each inning he gave up a single run home run, which would put the Angels down two to zero again after the top of the second inning. But in the bottom of the second inning, Jose Iglesias would come up and tie the game. Counts 0-2. Here's the pitch. He does give that one a ride toward the corner. It goes by home run number seven for Iglesias. Like I said, that would end up tying the tying the score at two to two. And in the third, the Orioles would get to Canning with two outs in the inning. Uh, he would give up six straight. He would he would allow six straight men to get on base, including two doubles that would put the score at six to two. Baltimore, and then that would be it for Canning, only going two and two-thirds innings, six hits, six earned runs, two walks, zero strikeouts. So again, I don't know if it was just the idea of being kind of out of the routine of thinking you're going to start Thursday, thinking you're going to start Thursday, it rains, you get pushed back, now you're starting on a Friday after a long road trip. Um, There has been cases where if a team is away – or not even away, but if they knew the next day they would have to start cross uh, cross country or something like that, they would let that next day's pitcher go home early. So you have more time to kind of get used to whatever time change and rest the body and all that stuff. Obviously, with the rain cancellation, 
Angels were not able to do that with Griffin Canning. And I don't know if 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 the Angels even do that, but I know I have heard teams have done that in the past where if there's a long flight ahead of the team, they will let the next day starter uh, kind of get a head start on that and, and let them leave uh, the team for, for that day to kind of, like I said, kind of get used to the time difference or just rest and stuff like that. And I don't know if that would happen with Canning. And I, I mean, I'm sure he wouldn't make excuses, but definitely was um, not his best outing as an angel. Um, but the angels would start a comeback in the next half inning when Otani goes deep. Labels on the cut of the grass at third. Big shift defensively. Let's take a ride with another show. Hey, Homer. Boy, you knew he was going to do something special today. AL Player of the Month. And Gooby mentioned it right there before the game. Obviously, this being on July 2nd, the June Players of the Month came out and Otani, hands down, AL Player of the Month uh, starter in the All-Star game, comes out later that weekend, pitcher in the All-Star game. Otani is, you know, at a point where he is doing it all and he helps the team get closer to uh, the six runs that Baltimore's put up, making it six to three. Max Dassey would also help the cause when he gets an RBI also in the third. So it would be six to four after the third inning. In the fourth inning, after a Fletcher RBI, Otani would come up to the plate once again. Nobody better. Here's Shohei. Six five. seen anything like this power right center power left field and he knew it off the bat second home run of the game wow must see tv every minute of every day shohei otani i don't know i don't know what other words you need to describe what otani is doing that puts the angels up seven to six with the second home run of the game um like i mentioned before for this guy to be the al you know, rookie or player of the month in June, but then that very next game, come out and do two home runs like the way he did. Um, it's it's crazy. This guy is on a whole different level right now. You know, he it would end up this would be home run number 30 for him. To get 30 home runs before the all-star break is, is special, regardless of the position or who you are. But to get 30 home runs before the all-star break while pitching and pitching fairly well is a whole different kind of animal. And for Otani to continue this streak. While Trout's out, while Upton's out, while Rendon is kind of taking a, you know, having a slow start and kind of struggling a little bit for him to put the team literally on his back, um, him and Walsh. I mean, we have to be honest, you know, Walsh is definitely putting in the work also, but um, Otani has been a whole different level than everyone in the majors right now. And in the sixth, the O's would get to C-Check where he gives up an RBI double to make it seven to seven. So um, Angels battle back. They go up by one. C-Shack gives up a run. They end up tying it. It would stay that way all the way to the bottom of the ninth when Otani would walk. Obviously, they're, they're going to give him a shot again to, to get home run number three on them. He would walk, and then during the Rendon at bat, he would end up stealing seconds, though. When Rendon strikes out, you have one on, two outs for Jared Walsh to come up to the plate. come away with the victory walk-off style so huge huge walk-off victory for the angels jared walsh hitting in shohei otani from second and if you watch that play whether on a replay or live 
you know, there's no one on the Angels that would make it from second to home on that hard hit ball. And there's probably only a, a few in the majors with that kind of speed that can get home in that kind of time. Um, and Otani was a perfect guy in that situation to have on have on base because anyone else on the Angels roster would probably be held up at third or honestly get thrown out at home if they tried to push it because that throw was actually a really good one. And it showed by the fact that they, they reviewed it, but the review was obviously upheld um, with the Angels walking off 8-7 to seven in the first game against Baltimore. Again, another crazy, crazy game, walk-off victory, but that's something you need against a team like Baltimore. Baltimore coming in hot, uh, just got done sweeping the Astros. So you already kind of knew that they were, you know, kind of feeling themselves, had the confidence going, had the def- uh, offensive bats going after putting some big numbers up against Houston. So to get the first one out of the way was great. But come Saturday, you would have ex-Oriole Alex Cobb take the mound and looking to um, continue a pretty good s- season for Cobb. Cobb's had his ups and downs, obviously, but it seems like when he is on, um, he is, he is a, a different kind of animal and he's done really, really well. Well, that man again, Jared Walsh, would keep the hot streak going. Walsh on the ground, back behind the bag. It's bobbled. Everybody's safe. The Angels lead it one to nothing. So Jared Walsh would get the Angels up 1-0 early. Shohei would score on a Phil Gosselin fielder's choice and make it two nothing at the end of the second or end of the first inning. So again, Angels up early 2-0 in the bottom of the second. Juan Lagares would come up with Jose Iglesias on second, and this is what happened. He drives that one, that big man into the gap in left center field. It's down, up against the wall. They're going to send Iglesias. Come on down, says Coach Butterfield. He will oblige. He will score standing up. Juan Lagares with the double. So Juan Lagares would double in Jose Iglesias, like he mentioned, making it 3-0. And the only blemish on Alex Cobb line for that day would come in the third inning when Baltimore gets on the board three to one. But Phil Gosselin would put it away in the fifth inning when he comes up to bat. The Goose lines it into left field for a base hit. Walsh will come around to score. The Goose is loose. It's four to one. So like he said, four to one, Angels up. That is exactly, that's all they would need as the score ends four to one. But the big hero of the night, Obviously, it would have to be Alex Cobb going seven and two-thirds, four hits, one earned run, one walk, six uh, six strikeouts. So, obviously, a huge night for him, a huge night for the for saving the bullpen. Um, obviously, with the difficulty of canning and getting out of the third inning the night before, you knew you would have to use or you would have to depend on a starter to go deep into games, and that is exactly what uh, Alex Cobb did because, uh, you know, after that, I believe Cishek came in, and then Iglesias came in to close the game out. But overall, it really helped the bullpen uh, save their arms. I mean, again, the bullpen's really good when they don't have to pitch a lot. I think that's any bullpen. So for Alex Cobb to kind of have his uh, Angels' best outing, I feel, by just how everything was working and how how deep he got in the games and, and stuff like that was really cool to see. And then, too, um, appropriately – got a standing ovation as he came off the mound, tipped his cat to the fans. And, you know, it was a really good moment and something that, you know, uh, was cool to see as an angel fan, see him getting, you know, getting that kind of work in and being able to uh, save the team in that aspect of just saving arms. Then that's the biggest thing, save arms when you can. So angels are already up 2-0 in the series, looking for the sweep 
on Thursday. Oh, sorry, on Sunday against the Baltimore Orioles on Fourth of July. Uh, obviously, this game was in the afternoon. Kind of, kind of sucks because I know as a fan, there's been a couple of times where we go to Angel Stadiums game on Fourth of July at night, and you know, obviously have a fireworks show and everything like that. But um, either way, you look at it, at least people got to go home early and try to get uh, try to see some fireworks on their own. So Patrick Sandoval would take the mound in this game, and he would get in some trouble in the first inning. He had the bases loaded with two outs and was able to get out of it with a strikeout for the third out. So uh, the good news is he was able to get out of that situation. Bad news is he was – obviously his pitch count was really high, and that's something that when we talk about the bullpen, you don't want to put the bullpen out there more than you have to. And unfortunately, that kind of set the game in motion as far as you knew he wasn't going to go – Super deep. He wasn't going to go like Phil Go- um, Alex Cobb deep, but uh, you know you were still hoping that he was going to give you some kind of length. But in the bottom of the first, um, again, the man that pops up a lot and at this point was named AL All Star for the first time in his career. Jared Walsh comes to the bat. Walsh rocket shot toward the corner. It goes. Oh, it's just another day. It's just another Jared Walsh extra base hit and RBI. So you yeah, the score 1-0 at the bottom of the first after Jared Walsh. Well, still in the bottom of the first, Phil Gosson would add another one with his own RBI, making it 2-0 when he hit in Jared Walsh. And so that's the end of the first inning. It's 2-0 Angels, and you're feeling pretty good about yourself. In the third, um, Otani, I mean, what else can I say? But he ends up and just absolutely destroying the ball. Two to Shohei Otani. Center field. Let's watch it go. Wow! Wow! Off to the batter's eye in center field. That's 31 for Otani. So that would make it 31 home runs for Otani. And we still, as we record this, this is before the Monday night game. There are still six games left in the first half, um, you know, wouldn't shock me at all if he gets two or three more in that in those six games, just the way he's been going. And obviously, 31 home runs ties the record for most home runs by a Japanese-born player. And again, we're still six games away from the first half being done. So that alone, and when you think of something like that, absolutely crazy. But Otani does it. Um, like I mentioned, 31 home runs, but only two batters later, Anthony Rendon would come up to the plate and put this one over the wall. Anthony Rendon sends that one toward the corner. Will Rendon enjoy it to her? He will! A home run for Anthony Rendon. Six on the year. So that would make it 4-0 Angels after the third inning. And you think, again, you're, you know everything's going good. Your bullpen's rested because uh, of the Alex Cobb start the day before. But in the sixth, Baltimore would make a comeback. It started with a single followed by a walk, and then that would be it for Sandoval. Getting into the sixth inning but not being able to record it out. So he went five-plus innings, two hits, two runs, and this is the big kicker for for Sandoval and something that we haven't seen a lot from him at all. Five walks, um, seven strikeouts, but five walks. And, again, that kind of shows why his pitch count was where it was. It was really high only being able to get into the sixth inning, but not able to record an out. So something that, you know, you, you hope that he fixes a little bit, obviously, with the the walks in that situation. Um, but Aaron Slagers would come in and would really struggle, only getting one out and uh, giving up two doubles. That would make it three to four 
Baltimore only down by one. Baltimore would also score one more before the end of the inning, making it 4-4 at the end of six. It would stay that way all the way to the top of the ninth when Cedric Mullins, an all-star in his own right, also saying at the same time Jared Walsh got named an all-star, he did too, um, takes Rosselli Iglesias deep for, for a 5-4 to four lead over the Angels. And Iglesias has been in, this would be, I think it was like his third night in a row, uh, something crazy like five and six nights. I was very, very surprised, A, that that Madden brought him in on the Saturday game where, yeah, it was three runs, but you felt like that game was a little bit different. You felt like they were unable to get anything going. You felt like if you were to put someone else out there, they could have gotten those three outs and maybe save them for a, a chance like this where Baltimore has been on a roll during this game and scoring runs this game that you feel like he would need an extra day of rest in case a, a game like this popped up. But – Again, you can kind of talk about maybe a little bit of overwork in this situation. I don't know, but he would, like I said, end up giving up a home run to Cedric Mullins' solo shot. So now you're looking at the score five to four going into the bottom of the ninth. And in the bottom of the ninth, they would have to come back again. They started with a walk by Jose Iglesias and then two straight singles. And then Juan Lagares comes up, bases loaded, no outs. So the Angels would end up sweeping the Baltimore Orioles, would end up walking off on two of those three games, making it really exciting. Juan Lagares, Jared Walsh, uh, Shohei Otani. You're getting contributions from guys that you need to continue this streak. And now the Angels, as again, as we record this before the Monday game, are a single game above 500 with six games left, which means if I do my math right, you know, they'll have to win at least, what, four out of the next six to um, finish above 500. So you have three against uh, Boston, day off Thursday, and three against Seattle, up in Seattle. Um, Shoei Otani is starting Tuesday against Boston, so that's something really to uh, look out for as we record. This is Shohei Otani's birthday, so it would not surprise me at all if he had a great game at the plate today and then maybe something a little special tomorrow on, on the mound. So we are going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we are going to go live on Instagram and take photos. And as we were talking, the starting lineup, uh, I don't believe has come out yet, but there has been some news as far as injuries, who's in the lineup, who's not in the lineup, and all that stuff. So we'll be right back after this. I want to talk about Spotify Green Room. Spotify Green Room is a live, audio-only sports talk platform, which is free to download and free to use. You can talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS or Android App Store. Create a profile, link it to your Twitter, and join. That's it. It's that easy. So go ahead and check out Spotify Green Room. You work hard and you play hard, so treat yourself and stock up for summer barbecues with Kansas City Steak Company. Visit KansasCitySteak.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. From classic steak cuts, 
USDA Prime to American Style Kobe, hard to find specialty cuts, and more. Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. They make it super easy. Each order from Kansas City Steaks is flash frozen and delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction is guaranteed or your money back. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with family while enjoying steakhouse quality meals from Kansas City Steaks. Try their butter tender filet mignon, Kansas City strip, juicy steak burgers, all beef jumbo hot dogs, and even a complete meal combos. Bring the steakhouse to your home this summer with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD. That's KansasCitySteaks.com. Promo code SD. Again, that's KansasCitySteaks.com. Promo code SD. And we are back. Again, I want to thank the sponsors for um, helping us out and trying to spread the word of the podcast. So, like I mentioned, there is some news that came out uh, yesterday. There's some news that came out today on Monday. So, first off, obviously, the All-Star Reserves have been announced. So now you have three All-Star representation represent, representatives from the Angels. Obviously, you have Shohei Otani as a DH, Mike Trout as a center fielder that got voted on by the fans. Adding to that list, uh, I mentioned earlier, Jared Walsh, first baseman, making it to his first All-Star game. Really cool. Really cool for him to get out there. And then Shohei Otani got voted in by player, not players, yeah, players and coaches as a pitcher. So there is a... Really good chance you will see Otani do both. You will see him uh, hit. You will see him pitch at the All-Star game. Uh, Kevin Cash, the AL manager for the All-Star game, has yet to determine if he's going to do it to start the game, if he's going to do it like in a relief appearance. But he says he is definitely going to pitch. So that is something that's going to be really fun to watch. Otani hit and pitch in the All-Star game, uh, not to mention the Home Run Derby uh, a week from yesterday. So next this coming Monday will be the home run derby, and there's still some people that need to kind of fill out that roster. But um, Salvador Perez is the latest addition to that list of uh, home run derby participants. And um, well, that'd be really exciting to watch. So something that happened Sunday night, obviously, was a little bit of the injury bug. Anthony Rendon got uh, taken out of the game early Sunday for a hamstring, you know, Test came back, I guess, negative. Everything looks okay. We'll see what happens. He's kind of day-to-day. As the lineups came out today, he is not on the lineup. But same thing with Taylor Ward. Taylor Ward slid back into first base on a pickoff move, and you can kind of see it if you're watching the game, him pop up and look at his finger like he jammed it or something like that. So that is something for Taylor Ward, who has been struggling, not struggling with injury, but just kind of been hot and cold at at the plate. Both those guys do not seem to um, have – or both of the guys do not are not in the lineup today as we record this. I have to admit, I didn't think Otani would reach 30 home runs, not to the lack of talent, but due to his health. I think that's a big thing too, Jim. And again, we're on our Instagram live at Halo underscore Haven right now. Um, Otani's biggest question coming into the season was health. I mean, the talent, like you mentioned, was there. You saw it when his in his um rookie of the year campaign where you knew it was there. You just didn't know how long it was going to be sustainable for as far as before something else kind of gets tweaked or gets injured or something like that. But he has been completely healthy all season long, which has been obviously the biggest thing for the angel season this far because of trout, because of Rendon, because of Upton, he has been a guy that has been very, very dependable um, over the last, you know, obviously uh, four, four months of the season. 
um, 31 home runs, you know, starting on Tuesday, home run derby. But uh, he's a guy that it'd be kind of crazy to see where this team would be at if he wasn't this, if he was Otani, but maybe kind of struggling a little bit here or not healthy Otani like in the past. But once he was able to get a full offseason, I think, and I honestly, I think that's the biggest thing with Otani. He was able to actually get a full offseason this offseason. Last offseason, he was kind of coming back a little bit from Tommy John. He had a little knee issue, wasn't able to kind of do what he wanted to do workout wise and get himself in shape wise because he had those kind of limitations. You see it now this offseason, he was able to go full go, do what he wanted as far as what he felt was right for his body to get into the right shape for baseball. And you're kind of seeing the benefits of that. Uh, anything trade rumors for the Angels yet or still too early? I will tell you this, and this is what I've heard from baseball people in general, not so much angel specific. Um, for teams that are, are in the market for pitching, which is the Angels, obviously, I don't think they're going to make a splash with a position player, but I do think they will have to make moves, bullpen or um, starting rotation. But the big thing with teams looking for pitchers in this trade market is now trying to reevaluate who's worth going after because of the whole substance band. Um, you know, it's hard to see if you look at a guy who pitched, let's say one outing, you're looking for a starting pitcher. He pitched one outing and got lit up. Is it because of the, the band substance and something that's going to be an issue going forward? Or is it good? It's just, you know, one start, one bad outing. Every pitcher has a kind of deal. So, the pitching market and the during the trade deadline time will be really interesting to see how that plays out because again, you have to reevaluate your pitchers. You're going to have to reevaluate is the the foreign substance ban going to affect them because the last thing you want is trade for a guy that had really good numbers during the year and has a slow decline because he's not able to have the same kind of slider, the same kind of breaking ball, the same kind of you know stuff like that. So, I do believe the Angels will be in the market for pitching. At some point in the tra- during the trade deadline, trade deadline, but I just think it will become closer to the deadline because you have to have time to reevaluate these guys and make sure that with this sticky stuff ban, it doesn't affect them. It doesn't turn them into you know a good closer to an average to below average closer, or vice versa. So that's something to kind of look out for. But I do think the Angels will be in the market for relievers. Um, at some point during the trade deadline, but they just have to do their homework and make sure that those guys are not affected by the foreign uh, substance ban. Um, Rendon IL soon? I don't know. That's interesting. He's not playing today. He got taken out yesterday. So the way the IL could work too, you can give it up. And I think and a lot of people don't understand this. When someone is hurt and you take them out of the lineup, you can retroactively put them on the IL. So I think they have until I think you only get like a three day grace period with that. So they literally have until like Tuesday, Wednesday to put him on the IL. So they don't technically lose any time, but I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think he will. We'll see what happens tomorrow. I think tomorrow will be the test. If he doesn't go on the, if he doesn't play tomorrow, I think he definitely is. And they mentioned Jack Mayfield is in Anaheim just in case. Obviously, he did not get activated unless something breaks while I record this. But he is in Anaheim just in case they need to put him on the IL. But as of right now, again, we're recording this 4 o'clock on Monday uh, uh, evening. Rendon has not been put on the IL, but we'll see how that plays. And maybe he does need this week off and then that obviously the all-star break a little bit too. Uh, did you hear? Did you hear the... 
uh, huge trade rumors surrounding the Angels right now. No, again, the rumors, everyone's going to have rumors. I don't take anything seriously right now because people are literally just trying to fill out what's going on. Would I be surprised if GMs are calling the Angels or Angels are calling other teams to kind of test the waters? Well, of course, that's what you do now. You don't, when you make a trade, it's not I wake up on a Tuesday trade for a guy on Wednesday. It's it's a process. You got to have to feel what's out there. You got to feel what the, you know, what the value is and what you're willing to give up. And then there's a little bit of negotiations. I honestly would not be surprised at all if angels are talking to people or people are talking to angels, but I do not take that as something's going to be done immediately. There's been so many times people have come out during this time, during this season is like oh this guy's getting signed or that guy's getting traded and nothing's happened because it's all talk all talk until something happens again um people talk all the time that's kind of their jobs the gms wouldn't be doing their job if they didn't talk and negotiate and and reach out to other uh baseball people do you think angel should get trevor story i think that's an off-season move i i i don't want to trade for him because there's no guarantee that he's going to resign with you guys after the fact so i I think Trevor Story is going to be a target in the offseason, but I cannot see him um, being traded to the Angels just because there's too much of a risk of him not re-signing. And then he's going to be he's going to require quite a bit to for a trade. And then if he doesn't resign, you lose all that everything. Um, let's see. Do you have a single ticket for tonight's game? No, I do not. I am not Ticketmaster. Uh, the last thing the Angels need is Trevor Story. Uh, they need to hold teams to less than three or four runs on a consistent basis yes but you're not going to get that through the through the free agent market so that's something totally different um i say the angels target correa over the offseason correa would be good the biggest thing with correa and you again it's going to kind of play out this season is his health injury he's oh he's injured quite a bit so you know it's a bigger guy playing the shortstop position he's probably not going to play shortstop for for his whole career because of the size so, you know, what are you willing to invest in him? What are you willing to give to him? And if he's, you know, looking for one of these huge contracts, I don't think he's the smartest play. Um, probably a story. or Yeah, I mean, like I said, Marquez would be great. That's a pitcher. But, again, these are trades. I, you know, there's something to be said about trade market where you hope these guys are going to stick with you in the Trevor Story situation where, you know, Story is – you know, there's no guarantee he's going to resign with the Angels, and what would, it, and they're more than just a Trevor Story away from making a serious run to, a the playoffs and b the World Series. Now, do you think, uh, or no, Story is going to Oakland? Now that makes a little bit no more sense. If you are in the in the shoes of Oakland, if you're in the shoes of these teams that are in first place or second place, but maybe like a game out of first. Picking up a Trevor Story can do you a lot of good because you know you're going to make the playoffs and B, now you're kind of working on making yourself a World Series contender. In the Angels situation, you need a lot more help to get you to that point. And I don't think trading away the future of the team is going to make you a World Series contender. I think you have to do some of that stuff in the offseason. Uh, do you think Reed Detmers will get called up this season? No, I do not think. I've been consistent about that. I think he's doing great. I think he's one of the bright, bright, stars and the angel future but i don't think you see him this year just because um he's in double a which isn't bad but he has given up quite a bit of runs he has striking out he has struck out a bunch i will give him that but at the same time you see a lot of good and, and a lot of 
I'm not gonna say a lot of bad, but you do see a lot of good and some bad from from Reed Detmers. Um, first year pitching out of college, didn't pitch really at all last year, and so now you also you're gonna have to build up your innings. And it's that same thing they're kind of doing with C Rod right now. I think Detmers and C Rod will definitely play a pivotal role in this rotation next year, but I do not see them at all um, this year. Reed Detmer's future all-star was the ceiling. I think it's easy for him to be uh, an all-star for sure. Um, a big lefty like that, they can strike out a bunch of guys. Um, an all-star would not be out of the realm of possibility, but anything more than that, I think you're just hoping for. And if it happens, great. You're, you're ecstatic, but I don't think, I don't think you draft a guy even in the first round, first overall for like, he's going to be a future hall of famer. That's so rare. It is so hard to find those guys that, if you can get a guy, draft him, he can be a three, four time all-star and then anything else is kind of extra. And I think that's Reed right now where all-star team, definitely. If he's anything more than that, I'm sure the Angels and the Angels fans would take it. No questions asked, but he's a really, he's he, like I said, him, um, Chris Rodriguez. We'll see how Jose Suarez does today. His first start of the year. Um, you, you saw Sandoval. Sandoval struggled a little bit yesterday, but he's had really big glimpses. So um, the young pitching staff for the Angels does look in a pretty good shape right now and able to kind of start taking steps forward, which I think they definitely, definitely need. Something else that happened this weekend, Griffin Canning um, option to AAA. I truly believe that's nothing special. That's nothing to – there's not, that's not a whole lot of news behind it. Um, with the day off Thursday, there was no need for a six starter, and I think honestly too – the combination of him just having a really bad start his last time out and him just being that last guy in the rotation before it kind of flipped back over and started again meant that he was going to be the guy that goes down to AAA, get at least one start in there and then be back at the all-star break and him going down to AAA can do a lot of good for him. You know, if he has to work on certain things, he can go out there in that start at AAA and work just on that and not necessarily worry about the win, the loss, the, 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 you know, the runs and all that stuff like, Hey, it kind of reminds me of like a spring training start where guys would go out there and just try to work on certain things. If it's a changeup, just use the crap out of the changeup until you get a feeling for it, even though it doesn't make sense sequencing wise. But that's something that Griffin County can do out in AAA is just work on a certain technique or maybe a couple of techniques and not have to worry about the results of it for sure. Uh, we're going to take uh, two. We are going to take two out of three. My prediction has been okay. Two out of three against Boston would be great. Um, I'm more looking at the one out of three and that one probably being um, Shohei tomorrow. But, you know, this team has proven me wrong before. I do not do not claim to um, give advice or betting advice or prediction advice because, you know, we'll see what happens. It's great when you get it, but no one cares if you get it wrong kind of deal. So, um, but Boston is a great, great team. I mean, obviously they're up there in the AL uh, East for a reason between them and, and the Rays looks like it's going to come down to those two teams for that division. Um, they were up in Oakland and they were able to, you know, beat Oakland or give Oakland some good games. So I, I don't see why they wouldn't give the angels some good games. And hopefully the angels don't put themselves in a situation where they have to play catch up late in games, because we've seen when they do that and they do that to bad teams, they're able to catch up and, and walk off like this last weekend twice. And then we also seen with the Angels where if it's a good team and they put themselves down early, they are not able to, to work their way back. So it's going to be really crucial for the Angels to keep this close. If they go down four or five runs, you know, it's going to be really, really hard against a good team. 
um, like the like the Red Sox to work that magic and 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 come back and and do all that stuff. So we'll have to see how that plays out. But you know, if they're able to at least get one or two out of this series and go into Seattle healthy and you know with the lineup and the bullpen kind of you know rested, I think that's the biggest thing because it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be surprising to me if they do end up sweeping Seattle up in Seattle. But again, that's something we'll have to wait for. But with Boston coming up today, you have uh, Jose or not Jose. Um, yeah, Jose Sandoval, not, uh, Jose Suarez. Sorry, Jose Suarez on the mound making his season debut as a starter and has done really, really good as a bullpen guy coming out and giving them, you know, obviously four or five innings. And you're just hoping that. Um, he can do that out of the out of the starting position and get you deep into the game and um, is already pretty much stretched out. I think Madden came out last week and said he's already in that 85 to 90 pitch range, so there's no need to really stretch him out. So if he's efficient with his um, innings and able to not have that one inning that goes for like 30 pitches, you know, there's a good chance you can see him go into the sixth or seventh inning. So we'll we'll have to wait and see about that. But I'm just excited about this series. Another test for the Angels. Uh, it always seems like when they play bad teams, they they do what they have to do, which you know obviously you have to, like you have to take a, take advantage of those lower teams. But it, they just always seem to struggle when it comes to um, the good teams. And Boston is a good team, and we'll have to see how that plays out uh, today in Anaheim. Again, we got an Anaheim game against Boston today on Monday, Tuesday, Otani Day. And then Wednesday is the travel day, and I believe that is in the afternoon. As I look up the pitching matchups in the next couple of days, like I meant Jose Suarez today, um, Otani tomorrow, and then on Wednesday you have um, you have Andrew Haney uh, on the mound again. That's a one one o'clock game on Wednesday getaway day for Boston, and just a day off for the Angels on Thursday before they head up to Seattle. So um, overall, should be a really good series. I don't see why not. Uh, Angels pitching has to keep this team and in, in close into the game and let their offense come in late. Again, no. Um, let me see. I don't think the the lineup has been posted yet officially. No, it has not. But you know you're not going to have any Rendon. You're not going to have Upton. So Otani, uh, Walsh, um, we have left-hander on the mound for Boston. So we'll see how that goes for Walsh. But Otani has been doing pretty well against lefties. And, and just hopefully you're able to get – you can see definitely Phil Gosling get in there in the starting lineup today because he has been doing really well against lefties. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see and ha- see how this series goes against Boston, against the Angels. Um, but other than that, I am going to wrap up this episode of the All Angels podcast. Again, I want to thank everyone for watching on our Instagram, Halo underscore Haven. Follow us on Twitter and on Instagram, Halo underscore Haven. Subscribe to this podcast anywhere you get podcasts. And obviously, check out our YouTube page, All Angels Podcast on YouTube. You can easy, It's as easy as going www.youtube.com slash All Angels Podcast there. You will find our most recent interviews with Reed Detmers and um, and Red Bollinger from MLB.com. You will see a video that we put together um, during our fundraising event a couple weekends ago out in the city of Fullerton. And then coming soon, I will be up in Seattle this coming weekend for two games of the Angels Mariner series. And I'll put a little video 
uh, vlog together for that. And that will be obviously posted up to our YouTube page. So subscribe to that as well while you're there. Um, any questions or anything like that, you can always reach us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Halo underscore Haven on Twitter and Instagram. You go ahead and DM us. And we're looking forward to the All-Star break, hopefully getting some collaborations, if you will. I'm going to start reaching out to some people and see if they want to do a little um, first half review and maybe a little preview to the second half. So uh, keep a lookout for that. Again, subscribe anywhere you get this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. Um, I'm sure there's probably a couple other ones that I'm missing. But wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure you subscribe to it and write a review if you are an apple podcast user helps us uh spread the word a little bit so obviously i am down garcia you've listened to another edition of the all angels podcast there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate.